This is Noel Tate from Trapped in a World, the Howard the Duck podcast, and you're listening to Into the Night, the Moon Knight podcast. Yes, welcome back, loony listeners. You are listening to Into the Night, the Moon Knight podcast. This is episode 310, and you are with your High Priest of Conchu, Ray, again. Hello, welcome back. It uh, seems like a bit of a short turnaround, and there is a reason for that. Because up in the night sky, it is a waning gibbous... And to make up for the previous weekend, which I had missed uh, in producing a show for you, uh, we're looking at a moonwalk. So this episode, it's not a moonlight run, <laughs> hence it is a moonwalk, meaning that this is an issue that has moonlight in it, not necessarily the main character, um, but we'll go through this this issue. Uh, you'll kind of understand a little bit why uh, soon enough. Uh, and it is Hercules, number one. The New Labours of Hercules, part one, by Frank Thierry and Mark Texera. So yes, welcome. Welcome back, everybody. Um, as mentioned, this is a, a quick turnaround. And it does seem like a bit of a strange issue to cover. Now... I can explain that twofold. Number one, I think I put in our ITK community, look, I am an unabashedly uh, dedicated fan also to, to Hercules in the Marvel Universe, and so is uh, my partner in crime, Rebecca, fellow High Priest of Conchie, Rebecca. So this is a little bit of a, a self-indulgence on our behalf. Having said that, as I said, I did go through uh, the you know every appearance of Moon Knight ever in comics, um, so he does appear in this. Now it is very minimal, very very minimal, but it qualifies. This issue qualifies for this episode, so I'm sticking with that. Uh, second fold, or the the second reason as well, is this actually opens the door to potentially. I'd love to cover the rest of this arc. This is, or series, this is volume three of Hercules. It's only five issues long. And I was thinking of continuing it uh, as it may not necessarily involve Moon Knight in the subsequent issues in our bonus episodes. So I haven't actually discussed this with Rebecca yet, but I'd like to think that potentially Rebecca and I can look at uh, the, the remaining issues, issues two to five, and kind of finish off this series of Hercules uh, in the realm of bonus episodes. So uh, there's an opportunity there, um, but as I mentioned, you know, Moon Knight is in this, and it's quite funny. We'll get to it, and you can see it, and I can review it. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Um, 
as always, a huge thank you to all our Patronis. Thank you so much for supporting us. And like I said, I'm, I'm really trying to get on top of the bonus episodes, which there are two due this month. Uh, again, apologies. It's just been a busy time of the year. So doing a bit of catch up and hopefully uh, there'll be yeah, two different bonus episodes for you coming out soon. I've just got to schedule it. I'm thinking potentially one with good friend Justin the Owl and potentially the other one with, fingers crossed, with Rebecca for potentially, again, I love that word, Hercules issue two of this one. A big thank you also to our principal sponsors, Odin, Odin Sword, Drew Toombs, Daniel Doing, Frank the Think Tank, also CLZ Comics, and Dreamland Comics from Schoenberg, Illinois. Uh, so by way of also by white noise, there's not much, um, only because it was a few, only a few nights ago that I recorded episode 309, uh, and I kind of covered the bear white noise and the bear moonlight news there. So uh, refer back to episode 309, nothing really has developed since then so i won't dwell too much on that which means we can kind of get straight into our moon walk yes so as i mentioned this is uh, Hercules Volume 3, Issue 1, The New Labours of Hercules, Part 1. Release date, April 20th, 2005. Cover date, June 2005 as well. Uh, we've got writer Frank Thierry, uh, penciler Mark Tixera, inkers Jimmy Palmiotti, colorist Raul Trevino and Tato, uh, letterer Randy Gentile, and editor Axel Alonso. Um, for those that um, are unfamiliar with what what we kind of do, I'm going to treat this similar to like like any other Moon Knight issue because technically it is. Uh, and what I'll do is I'll go through a, a bare bones, which is the synopsis. Um, after that, an overall impressions, what I thought of this issue. I might also add in just distinctly like Moon Knight's role as well in this just to kind of cap it off and uh I, I, you know for any completionists out there not only collecting but would kind of want to uh get a, a tip of the hat here or nod for moon knight i'll i'll raise his significance in this issue uh, then i'll go through some key moments and that could you know range anything from uh, characterizations uh, themes art and writing and i'll end this with a a moon rating from Konishu's rating system. Um, very cool. Very good indeed. Now, before I get into it, I did forget, and I'm going to, just for the aid of the Petronias who will have access to this video, I'll put up uh, the visuals there, so please excuse any visual references. It will be. I'll try to minimize it, because this, this isn't a live stream. But anyway, uh, covers he, as you can see, Frank Thierry um, and, sorry, Mark Texera, the main ones. There is one variant I found for this issue. It's basically a virgin, a virgin cover. Um, so it's textless. It's just the picture there of Hercules. Uh, and incidentally, this is available in, it's still available in floppy. 
Uh, it's in digital. It's on Marvel Unlimited. That's where I did reread it. But I, I also have it uh, in comics and in uh, trade paperback form. So that was released too. Uh, that's long out of print, but I I think you can still find it in third-party sellers or on eBay. I don't think it's that uh, that expensive or that exy. But um, give it a go, and uh, yeah, you, you never know. So with that, uh, I will commence the Thank You Wiki, uh, the synopsis for Issue 1, Hercules. This is, uh, this is cool. Can't wait. <laughs> Can't wait. While working on a new television show, Ty Stone gets the idea to include the real Hercules. Elsewhere, Hercules bursts into the memorial service for the recently killed Avengers and demands to know why Thor was not included. Iron Man claims they didn't know he'd been missing for a few weeks, but it's not the first time he's been gone. Later at a bar, Hercules recounts who he is for the lovely female bartender and his 12 labours, but she has no clue about it. He gets up to use the restroom and is attacked by Achilles, who knocks him out and drags him outside to a waiting limo with Eurythius inside. Yes, so that, in the nutshell, in a nutshell, is... Um, yeah, is a summary for this issue. Uh... I'm just opening, maximizing the screen there. Uh, overall impression, look, I am a big fan of Hercules. It's it's not typically one of my favorite runs, I would have to say, though it is quite solid, and I do admire the, uh, the nods or the references to the actual Greek myths. So uh, Greg Pak does that really well later on in Incredible Hercules, uh, but Frank Thierry, you know, he touches upon it here as well. I mean, there are different versions of Hercules throughout Marvel. Uh, I really do love the the Bob Layton type. Uh, he was in the 80s. He was a little bit more swashbuckling, uh, a, a space, a cosmic fairer, wayfarer. Um, and that was quite fun as well. Uh, more recently, you get the Dan Abnett. Really cool, although he did lean heavily on Neil Gaiman's American Gods. Uh, you get his take on a modern Hercules. Um, but I do like, uh, yeah, I just do like the uh, the nods and the respect paid to the Greek myths because for all intents, Hercules, the Hercules in Marvel is meant to be the Hercules. And that's kind of pointed out in this issue uh, and in this series. Uh, so uh, having said that, uh, oh yeah, I really enjoyed this. I thought this was a good setup, um, and uh, I love the art as well. Uh, I, th I felt it did slightly get bogged down in the setup at the beginning, um, but but you know we see an opening scene here. This is, again harks back to the classic myth: uh, a baby Hercules being attacked by a couple of snakes sent by Hera, uh, and oh, that doesn't work. And he. Um, he subsequently, you know, kills them, um, showing the strength of, you know, the demigod. All this, of course, is just like on the film set. It's um, it's a 
you know, it's a production. Uh, and from here, there is a lengthy discussion then. I did like it because uh, it's, I don't know, it gave us a little peek and maybe a little poke at the, the film industry and, uh, you know, the entertainment industry. Um, but we get, you know, we get this guy here. Uh, I'm just trying to grab his name. He's not Ty Stone. It's... Um, uh, I guess he must be the one of the producers, Gordon. Um, and yeah, and so anyway, he's unhappy with the production of it, uh, and he and he talks to the other guy um, who who's working. I'm I'm assuming it might be the director, uh, but they kind of talk about uh, reality shows and um, you know who wants to marry my butler, all very tongue in cheek. Uh, you know, I think it's um, pretty funny how they how Thierry actually does that. Um, yeah, so Robert, so I say Robert and Gordon are at it, and um, yeah, Gordon is not very happy at all. Um, and they have this thing called the New Labors of Hercules. So this is the series that they're doing, um, the opening scene with uh, with the baby. It's not working. They're not happy with it. Uh, not until, I guess, Ty Stone comes in the picture. He's the kind of the big boss. I guess he's the, the head producer. Um, yeah, and again, so I'm not really savvy with my film uh, hierarchy, but he, you know, he just seems like the, the big dude, executive producer. Um, Allsworth. So Gordon Allsworth is the guy that is making this production. He's not entirely happy with it. Uh, and anyway, so Ty Stone starts talking about potentially getting Hercules here. And what I, again, what I found interesting in this, uh, we see this kind of develop um, over a series of pages, him talking with Gordon, that we, we, we should just get the real, um, you know, the real Hercules. You know, we don't want to see like a... I guess it's again, yeah, it's getting like reality TV. We don't want to see like a, a portrayal of Hercules. Let's get the real deal in. Um, he seems to be quite a media sensational, um, sensationalized, uh, att attractive in that sense. I mean, he seems to attract that sort of attention. Uh, there's a, a picture here of uh, Olympians three-day drinking binge, a Herculean mixture of property damage, hospitalization and sexual harassment lawsuits so uh, so hercules isn't really seen this is one of the themes i think and it's um a good characterization of hercules at this point in time um i can't off the top of my head think whether this volume thierry's it could well be uh, is the first to really paint hercules in this different picture uh, he's more of a uh, like a layabout, uh, like a wash-up hero. Uh, and I guess you can make the correlation um, with, like, in these reality shows, how, like, actors or, you know, B-grade or um, certainly not A-tier a characters, um, they end up in, in reality shows. So similarly, they want to grab Hercules. He's been making waves in the tabloids, um, and so why, you know, what better way to get kind of ratings than 
to grab him. Uh, but he certainly comes across as a hero that is not taken seriously. Uh, and again, this runs throughout... Uh, you know, it runs throughout the, the Greg Pack, Incredible Hercules. It runs through to the Dan Abnett, um, uh, Hercules and uh, God of War, part of uh, Civil War Two. Again, I think it was Abnett, uh, where Hercules really is down on his self-esteem and um, and he, he's aware that the media um, or, or how he's perceived, he wants to kind of regain that lost glory. And I think that is basically the crux of what we see we see here starting to happen. Um, so, yeah, that was one of my other kind of key moments, this perception of Hercules. And we see it later on when he's in the bar. Um, this is a Greek god, and this is a guy or a god, a demigod, that you know, for a long part, a long time was a household name. I mean, everyone knows of Hercules. Um, but if you look into the comic book realm and, and superhero realm, I mean, the likes of obviously Thor has far out, outshone him. But uh, Hercules is a classic figure. So, um, yeah, definitely something that Thierry plays with. Uh, another key aspect, I guess, here is after that, um, let me see. Because that is quite a lengthy introduction. Um, yeah, after about eight pages or so, that is pretty lengthy. Out of 23 pages, the first third of it was dedicated without Hercules. It was all setting up. It was all kind of office speak in the film industry. Um, we do get to see Hercules and ding, ding, ding. So I'd say, here's the Moon Knight alert. Uh, so for those that have the video... Um, and for those that want to see, it's probably around page eight, page nine of the comic book. You get, we get our boy, the Fist of Conchu. He's there. He's actually at the funeral of Vision, Ant-Man, Jack of Hearts, and Hawkeye. Um, and after these guys um, bought it at uh, Avengers Disassembled, there's a whole group of superheroes there to to mourn, um, to, to go to the funeral service uh, and to pay the respects to these heroes. Just took a little swig there. Um, uh, not, Moon Knight is not the, the only one. He is in the back row, though, which is, I think, typical Mooney. Um, but we also get the likes of uh, Spider-Man. I'm going to call it all out. Spider-Man, Namor, Daredevil. A couple of others in the back I can't quite recognise. We've got Jessica Drew, Spider-Woman. We've got Iceman, it looks like, or Silver Surfer. Uh, the Thing, Nick Fury, Captain Marvel, Wolverine. Uh, then you have Sue Storm, Reed Richards. Tigra is there. She's on the front row. Um, maybe because her, of her connections to, to Hawkeye at the West Coast. Uh, Iron Man, Beast, Captain America. Black Panther, I see Wonder Man, and I see even Stingray. Good on you, Stingray. So they're all there to pay their respects. Um, so one of the big aspects here is the, I guess, the trouble that Hercules causes. He he slams his way in, and he's had a, a, a few drinks as well, so that, that doesn't really help. Um, but he comes in a little bit inebriated and a very kind of upset uh, he points fingers at Iron Man, 
basically essentially what what I mentioned in the in the bare bones was that his good buddy Thor uh, has not been uh, respected at least I mean because he he perished or disappeared as well uh, during this event um, Brian Michael Bendis event I think of the Avengers disassembled uh, and uh, yeah he wants answers and and as Iron Man said look I don't know um, he's he's been missing before he goes missing it's not the first time uh but hercules won't have anything of it he attacks beast uh which isn't fair it's only until captain america comes in but even then hercules throws beast at captain america and iron man um so yeah we cut back to the the production of the film studio and they've actually i guess they've seen um They've got footage somehow, like of the funeral service, uh, and they're laughing because of Hercules' actions. And again, so he's not painted in the best light, um, but he's essentially got good intentions. I mean, he's looking out out after Thor, um, but yeah, he he's just basically seen as a joke uh, amongst the community. Um, so. Uh, yeah, so I mean, we cut to after a, a while. Uh, there's a, um, a an opening of, of a statue uh, in front of Avengers Mansion, which has been demolished. Captain America's there standing, uh, but Hercules is found at the Extra Points Bar. Um, it's a pretty seedy bar as well. I think it's a, a part strip joint, um, but he's there having a few brews. He's got his own crew, like film crew there, uh, and. So, I think what's important here, great artwork by Frank, uh, not Frank, by Mark Texiera. What we see here, again, is um, how forgotten Hercules has become. And having said that, I see now why Abnett would have picked up the ball or, or ran with it uh, with Neil Gaiman's American Gods, which essentially is a great story about the old classic gods um, coming into conflict with the modern gods uh, Hercules very much has that um, challenge in front of him in the Marvel Universe. I mean, before superheroes and comic book heroes, um, you would have the gods and, and the mythologies. They were the heroes back in the day, and, and it's how he fits in. So I kind of like that about Hercules, uh, how he's got that problem um, of, of you know finding his identity, essentially. Um, so anyway, great work here. Tixera does you know, a great Hercules, you know, all muscle-bound. He's got his classic kind of costume on. Now, the thing here is, again, they don't know who they're talking to. Um, you, you know, even the bouncers, um, they, they ask him to pipe down, much to the chagrin of the barkeep. Um, Hercules <coughs> puts another one in hospital. But he essentially is trying to tell her who he is. Um, uh, you know, they. she even talks about, there's a reference here to Xena Warrior Princess and I guess the Kevin Sorbo Hercules. Uh, she goes, you know, he's Hercules, big deal. I, I'm, I'm a bit more of a Xena fan. So the, I guess it's showing the level of her knowledge of the actual classic figure is just through TV. Um, so... Hercules like slowly then reveals to her and this is great I think this is a great little 
um, montage or flashback, we get the the twelve labors of Hercules, the original twelve labors, uh, and this is what this uh, this volume is is based on. But it's based on obviously a new version. Uh, it wasn't that long ago that I read a trilogy of Hercules books. Uh, it was in it was kind of like in novel form uh, by author Glenn Illiff. And he kind of novelized, I guess, the 12 labors of Hercules. Uh, so stuck true to a lot of the uh, the accurate, uh, you know, stuck, it was quite accurate with the um, the mytholo- uh, mythology. Uh, so it was, it was good to kind of get this. I love getting it here as well in, in comic book form, in visual form. Um, so basically the 12, I'm going to list them out. We have, of course, one of the... Loonies would know Nemean, so the Nemean lion, uh, one of the assassins from the tutor of Jed McKay's run, is called Nemean, uh, and one, one of the first labors was Hercules was asked to basically slay the lion, and he ended up using the hide as a protective cloak. Um, so we do see that later on in Herc. I think I love it how, again, Greg Pak uses all the myths to, to adorn Hercules uh, with various weapons. Um, I won't get into that, but... Um, so we have the main line. There's also the slaying of the multi-headed Hydra. Again, very... That name must be recognised by many a Marvel fan, but this is Hercules battling the original Hydra, like the multi-headed animal. Um, he ends up having a, a little bit of uh, help from his nephew, uh, but... Uh, Ionis, Iolus, uh, sorry, um, but um, you know he manages to kind of sear the heads because the the heads come back again. You know every time he cut a head off, uh, but he manages to kind of seal the neck and kill it that way. There's actually a, a pretty cool fight before that in the myths. Uh, he fights a, a huge crab. It's not part of the labors, but it's this crab is in the swamp where he's kind of tracking down the hydra. It's pretty cool. Uh, the other ones are the um, Aromanthian boar. He has to catch a, capture that a very vicious kind of being. The hunting of the uh, Sinean hind, um, a very elegant, uh, graceful kind of gazelle-like. Um, something that um, Athena uh, was very protective of, so Hercules had to be sure not to kill it uh, in some way. Uh, it does uh, the hunting there, so that's a slight um, inconsistency with the, the myth. Uh, the dispersal of the man-eating birds of Lake Stymphalus. Um, this was cool. Those birds, are t- you know, they're great. Again, there's a whole flock of birds, steel feathers. Um, they were as fast as bullets. They can shred a man. Hercules took them on. Uh, he took on the cleaning of the the stables for King Augeus. Um, again, he, he kind of like, uh, redirected a river to flow through the stables. The stables were... The, these aren't normal stables. They had been um, kept unkempt. Um, they were for thousands of cattle, uh, but Hercules managed to do it. It was quite a mean feat. Um, also, the defeat of the Cretan bull. Uh, he went over to Crete there to, to fight it. Uh, and the reigning of the man-eating mares of King Diomedes. Uh, v- again, a very scary kind of horses. Um, and he also acquired the golden girdle from the Amazons. Uh, the theft of the red cattle 
of Gerion. Uh, that was interesting as well. There was a huge beast um, master of this cattle that Hercules had to fight. I can't remember, but it was hideous. It flew. It, it um, was super strong. It was a giant. It was yeah. It was pretty cool. Uh, and the retrieval of Hera's golden apples from the garden of um, Hesperides. Uh, and then also, then finally, the borrowing of Cerebrus, the three-headed guard dog of of Hades. Uh, that would be the most difficult because you had to to venture into essentially hell to get that. But Hercules um, completed them all. Um, you know, he these were tasks, as he mentioned, they were punishment. Uh, he completed it all, uh, all at the hands of King Eurytheus of Mes- uh, Messina, Messina, um, and we see him later. So he's the kind of the the big bad guy against Hercules. Um, a little checkpoint here, loonies. So again, that was the end of Moon Knight that we saw in the funeral service. That was his glimpse, and that's what made this a moonwalk. Uh, so uh, if uh, you're interested in the rest of Hercules, please listen on. If not, I'm sorry, um, but don't worry. We'll wrap this up soon. Um, but yeah, Moon Knight has a very incidental, a very, when I say incidental, almost non-connective, <laughs> uh, no, no connection really uh, to this issue. But anyway, so Hercules is talking to the uh, the barkeep about all this, and again, she um, she doesn't really um, she's not familiar with it. Uh, and anyway, <laughs> there's a little little joke here. Uh, this guy is running the camera for Hercules. Goes to her as before Hercules. Uh, there's two jokes here. First, Hercules the nature nature calls for Hercules. And he goes, even a god must answer. Um, I thought that was pretty funny with Hercules just heading into the men's. Uh, but there's a, a, a Achilles. Uh, he's following Hercules into the men's to, to later lay him out. Um, but there's also a joke here about the this camera guy saying, oh, to the barkeep, 20 bucks if you take your top off. She pauses and she says 30. Um, so anyway... Uh, so yes, so Hercules is accosted by Achilles. We find out that, um, he, let me see, um, they have fought before, um, and yeah, well, I'm just having a read here, sorry. Um, they do definitely know each other. Um, Hercules apparently beat him before. He's got a tail, he's got a, a tail of a snake, um, with the snake head at the end. He looks very much kind of like the bull, but he's got a, a snake at the end. Um, it's really strange because the, the Greek creatures and monsters, um, they are totally wacky. Um, I think some of them have been hard to put down in visuals, but uh, it, this Achilles seems very kind of, um, I don't know, maybe accurate. Is missing a horn. He's got a tail for a, he's got a snake for a tail, and he manages to knock out Hercules. So he must be pretty powerful. Uh, he drags out Hercules, um, and his buddy on the camera was wondering, oh, if I should follow it. But there are drinks on the house because the barkeep is happy that Hercules is finally gone, and so the the camera guy says, oh, don't worry about him. I might just stay here. Uh, the big reveal at the end. Uh, one of the key aspects as well 
is that we have Erethius uh, as the person behind, um, you know, the attack on Hercules. So had had hired Achilles uh, to attack Hercules and bring Hercules to Erethius. Eurystheus. Eurystheus. Yeah, that's it. These Greek names are sometimes hard. Anyway, he's looking quite dapper. He's in a limo. He's got a, a big cane. He's got the shades. He's a modern version of King Eurystheus, um, the guy that actually set the 12 labors for Hercules in the first place. So that kind of ends... Um, that ends the story for, for Hercules. I, I really did enjoy um, the artwork. I thought it was fantastic. Um, I, I, again, I mean, looking back, I liked the take on Hercules here. Um, it's, it's definitely something that was built upon later on with Greg Pak and Dan Abnett as well. So um, hats off to Thierry to, to kind of give Hercules this, this um, dynamic of someone who wants to uh, who's hanging on i guess the theme is that like he he hangs on to his past glories um but we'll see later on that he's put to the test here with a modern um 12 labors so uh yeah um i like it how also hercules is kind of seen as washed up and not that relevant in today's modern age um but having said that i i love i mean I love Hercules. Uh, I love the character of him. I love how Dan Abnett kind of modernized him as well. So he's got kind of the um, traditional weapons, but he's also got, he had this high tech as well. Uh, Greg Pack, as I mentioned, he gives Hercules uh, these weapons like, you know, the hide of Nemean. He gives, um, somehow instills Medusa's head onto his shield. Uh, he's got the the gold belt that actually makes him uh, unbeatable as long as he's got the belt on uh, that sort of stuff it, it's um really cool things from the myths uh, but it's fun to see in comic books so um yeah so having said that i'm gonna give this uh a solid i think a setup goes a solid seven a solid round boy i think a seven out of ten i think um the the intro the beginning was it got a little bogged down with too much uh, dialogue between, say, Gordon Allsworth and uh, I can't even remember the, the other guy's name who was the director of the production. Um, it was essential then to have Ty Stone and Gordon Allsworth, but I felt it dragged a little bit in that first third. When Hercules showed up after that, I think it was great. I think it, I think it really did show um, where Hercules st stood. Um, with in with regards um, relative to the other Avengers, kind of still seen as a bit bit of an outsider, not totally. Say not totally respected by them, um, and then in the bar of the um, extra points, uh, we see a bit more of Hercules, and, and I loved it. A bit more of the retelling of the the twelve labors, uh, and. You know the 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 story moving forward with Achilles and uh, Eurystheus. So, um, so very cool. Seven out of ten. Uh, didn't blow me away, but I did love the art. I thought that was good. So anyway, loonies, that I think will wrap it up 
It's going to be a bit of a short episode, but before that, of course, we do have some quotation marks, some loony feedback, and uh, had one a, a big a big thank you to uh, the DID system, Douglas, Jonathan, Vincent. This is from Doug. Um, so Doug and Lena um, and and a couple of the other authors have left feedback to uh, into the night over over the course of the year or so. So it's always fun. And Doug writes in, this was a fun story, sort of poking fun at has-been celebrities who end up doing reality shows because no one wants them for anything else. Uh, Yeah, perfectly said, I think, Doug. Well, okay, kind of a combination of funny and sad. I agree as well. But man, that Moon Knight appearance was about as minor as it gets. Um... Kind of a blink and you'll miss it sort of thing. But still, a tiny bit of Moon Knight is better than no Moon Knight. Yes, thank you, Doug. Uh, Yes, it was. A little bit cheeky of me. Um, Look, if anything, I'm using that Travis comic book orders, I think it's called. Uh, Let me just do a quick little check. I'll get you the the correct... um, I should get you the correct uh, thingamajigs. Let me see. Just bear with me for a sec. Uh, so, CM, it's the Complete Marvel Reading Order. Uh, so, cmro.travis-starns.com. I'll put this in the show notes. It's invaluable, and it has literally every single appearance Moon Knight has made as little as even the one in this uh, issue with Hercules. I'm talking about literally a panel, no dialogue. He's in the back row, you know, of a funeral service. I mean, that's how that's how kind of scant it can get. But um, but you know, I I, I love it. <laughs> I love it. it. Gives me a chance to uh, review other books as well. So uh, yeah. So, I mean, I would recommend this, uh, Loonies. You can easily read it on Marvel Unlimited. Go check it out. If you do like it, I'm sure you can track down the comics um, and potentially the trade paperback if it's still available. Um, but it is a, an interesting read. Again, it's not Moon Knight. Um, but uh, if you are a completionist, definitely get issue one for that. All right, Loonies, uh, that pretty much does it for me. Uh, next phase... Uh, episode 311 just keep your eyes out on the moon we'll see what it is i have a feeling it might be something quite fun so um just keep your eyes out on our social media platforms as well a uh, big thank you once again to our patronies thank you so much for all your support um and i'm going to put up here and i'm going to take off the banner Thank you so much, uh, yes, to the likes of Odin, Drew, Daniel, Frank, Derek, Justin, Wayne, Josh, Anthony, Michael, Russell, Mario, Matthew, Jonathan, and Dan. Thank you so much for all your support. It really means a lot. It allows me to to flourish. To, <laughs> is that right? Yes, to flourish. So thank you. Thank you. Uh you could, you too can be a Patreon member. Check out patreon.com slash ITK Moon Knight. Uh, our big principal sponsors, Odin Odinsaw. Check out his uh, Drinking Marvel podcast, uh, as well as uh, Frank Dukes. 
Um, check out his awesome podcast, I Want to Fight It, with his nephew, Pablo Candy Bar. Daniel Doings, Fringe Night, an original indie comic based on Erie, Pennsylvania's very own mystery superhero. You can support him on patreon.com slash fringe night 27. Drew Toombs, his music can be found both on soundcloud.com slash toombs with a Z or Lurk Music. That's ck.bandcamp.com. Uh, CLZ Comics, check out collectors.com and Dreamland Comics. Use the, co- uh, the code MOON and get 20% off their online store. And I forgot to mention what I'll do also for the likes of Odin and Frank. Um, I'll put in uh, some some links for you in the show notes. So just you can click onto that to see uh, Frank and Odin's podcasts or listen to them. Uh, we're also part of the collective, of course, um, some fantastic shows, go check them all out, um, the likes of Rebecca's other show, DCAU, DC Animated Universe Podcast, um, Dave from Signal of Doom, his Dread or Dead, and, uh, there's EMP, Earth's Mightiest Podcast as well, some great guys over there doing some great work too. Uh, finally, you can kind of catch us on uh, email feedback at itkmoonlight.com we've got a website we're on facebook uh, twitter instagram youtube discord uh, all that sort of jazz and um yeah if you if you want to leave a rating on podchaser or on uh, apple Podcasts or google Podcasts, please do or on stitcher Always happy to know how we can improve the show, or if you just want to give us a, a shout-out on you, you, you like the show, thank you very much too. That would be great as well. Anyway, loonies, I hope you enjoyed this short, sharp episode, all to do with nothing that is Moon Knight except for the one panel. Um, yes, but I hope it's piqued, may have piqued your interest in Hercules. Go check it out. Uh, he's got a, a ton of good runs. I highly recommend the incredible Hercules run by Greg Pak. Um, but all the other ones, uh, you know, are just as varied and as fun as they are, um, like this one as well. So check out the Thierry and the Texera one too. With that, I think it's time to go. So um, thank you once again. And as always, may Conchie watch over the denizens of the night. Catch you later. and affiliated characters, stories and events are properties of Marvel Characters Incorporated. Materials used and discussed within the podcast are intended for critique and review purposes only under the fair dealing concept of the current Copyright Act. The views, information or opinions expressed during the podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of the copyright owners. Hey everyone, this is Brian, the host of Inner Demons, the Ghost Rider podcast. And since 2017, Inner Demons has been the best place on the web for news, reviews, and regular discussion with our listeners about Marvel's Spirit of Vengeance, Ghost Rider. You can find us on Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and many other podcast catchers, as well as on Twitter, at InnerDemonsGR. Remember, listening to your Inner Demons is not always a bad thing. Right on.